This is the Floorball Guru Podcast, episode 43. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to talk about business side of things, uh, but hopefully also encouraging you, if you're really considering this, to actually jump in and get started for the first time looking at uh, doing a floorball program. And it, I mean, it could be from a variety of different standpoints, but I think the bigger part is if this is something that you're seeing as a passion, uh, I think that it's important to just go out and do it. Um, there's no time like the present, I guess. You can all use all the different cliches that are out there, but I think if you're honest with yourself, you already know that this is something you want to do. You just find an excuse not to do it. And there's, I mean, there's always excuses to not do something. Um, you know, when I first started doing Floorball Guru, I came up with plenty of excuses not to do it. And I was thankful enough to have a friend who pushed me enough and continued to push me and then also supported me through the process of getting started because I wasn't 100% sure how to go about it in the best way. <clears throat> so I'm going to lay out some of the business strategies that I uh, learned, things that I'm doing, uh, maybe, and, and some things that maybe failed at, in the hopes that more people will kind of see where this is at and maybe want to start, hopefully start doing it. So two things. <clears throat> when I first started teaching uh, floorball, I, that was the first part of, of the business when I, was, when I got started. And I had, at the time, I hadn't even started Floorball Guru, but I wanted to keep teaching. So I approached the local Parks and Rec. I proposed to them the, a new idea about providing a new class and a service for, their, for the residents in the area that I lived in. And we worked it out a deal, uh, and it's fairly common in a lot of different Park and Rec settings, where I worked as a contractor uh, within the city. So they pay me a certain rate and I provide the service. Now, depending on where you are, that rate is gonna vary. But I always and I always push for a little bit on the higher end because as the person coming in to do all the instruction, bringing all the equipment, things like that, that's kind of how I'll, I'll push back a little bit if the percentage split is uh, on the higher side uh, or I guess on the lower side, um, you know, like a 60-40 split or a 70-30 split. Um, but sometimes there's ways around it. Sometimes there's not. There's things to get creative with. But it's important to pay attention to, to some of that stuff. But that was the first way that I got started when I looked at uh, a business or even how could I monetize this passion that I had, had grown into uh, because I really wanted to teach. I wanted to get kids playing. I want to get adults playing. And, and, uh, and that's really one of the best things that, that I could do. So from a business standpoint, that was one of the first things that I did. Uh, for anybody that's curious about you know the different the structures to it, um, you know, there's, there's a couple different ways that you can go about it. And a lot of it depends on how your agreement is. Now, if you've got a city that will hire you as one of their employees to teach, perfect. Your idea, the, the, you know, the idea of, uh, liability and things like that then gets passed on to the employer. If you are going to be working as a contractor, I highly recommend that you buy liability insurance. And it's always been interesting to me when we look at certain expenses, 
in a business or we have I've people that I see that are talking about, hey, I really want to grow this sport in my area, but and then you know throw on whatever excuses and it always seems to be anything surrounding money. Um, but the reality is is if this is a venture you want to do, you you have to spend money. You have to invest in yourself and your new your new business um, in order to recoup that cost. But it's fairly lim- fairly minimal if you're smart about the about what you're doing and you're calculated and how you're doing it and some of this other stuff. Um, you know, equipment cost depending on the the the, the number of sticks or you want to buy. I mean, you know, figure that out and then make that your maximum. So if you can only if you feel comfortable spending four or five hundred dollars on enough equipment to get started, then figure out how many sticks that 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 is for you. And then base that as your maximum. So if it's only 12 kids, then 12 kids a class. But think about if 12 kids at a class and you're making $30, you know, per kid, per session, things like that, should be able to recover those costs, especially when you look at the year. Um, Because one thing we forget is all of that expenses are can come out on, on your taxes at the end of the year. So you're compiling all these different ex- expenses to go as deductible for your taxes going forward. Um, so, I mean, there is some benefit there. Obviously, the goal is to make money and, and build it build it going forward. But, you know, let's say upfront cost as far as equipment and then liability insurance, let's throw $1,000 down. Um, I don't think a thousand, make, if, if you don't feel like you can make $1,000 in the year, um, I think you maybe need to reevaluate some of your strategies, um, you know, and kind of go, go at it from that way. Um, it's not always going to work. I'd say my last uh, at teaching year, I made about $600, give or take, uh, for the year teaching. So not a lot, but not, a, not tiny. Um, and that, that, didn't, that didn't include when I was doing the league or anything like that. Uh, that I had started, so I probably made closer to, I don't know, eight nine hundred dollars uh, by the time all was said and done. And when I look at my expenses for the year in particular, the biggest thing that I spent that this last year was liability insurance, and it cost me about five hundred and fifty dollars for liability insurance. But without that liability insurance, I wasn't that didn't open doors, so I had to make that expense, um, which again is tax write write off. Uh, at the end of the year in order to open doors um, for people or when I would get the question about like hey um, I really want you to come do this program can you do this program sure no problem hey this camp sure no problem Ooh, do you have liability insurance I sure do and then bam you're off and running and so I think a big part of it is just being prepared for those opportunities Um, the other part of that going is then looking at Setting up a, and I recommend a, an LLC, uh, depending on how you want to fluctuate that. And, and again, different cities, different states have different requirements for different things. Um, but calling the government uh, in your area, local area, there, there are a lot of different uh, wings within your local government. And, and I, I would bet there's a small business component to it that wants to help because they want uh, they want small businesses to come into the area and to help grow. So there are a lot of different people out there with support and resources to help you and and get it off the ground. So filing your, your paperwork, which I think for me was like $75 to get it off the ground. 
getting the uh, local business license cost me 25 bucks. So for 100 bucks, I'm off and running for a new business, and then there you go. The other thing you're going to want to do is set up as far as separate bank accounts. Um, and to do that, you have to have all the other documentation uh, lined up, have your EIN number and your um, all the stuff from your local government showing that you are registered as a business and so on and so forth. And I think the thing that a lot of people get kind of mixed up in is, is the fear of, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to do it. Um, however, forming that information is very basic. Do you need a lawyer? No, you do not need a lawyer. Um, if, if you want one, you want to make sure you want to just kind of makes you more comfortable, feel free to do so. Um, but I would first go out into your local, uh, do, do some basic research in your area and try to track down some of those local resources specific to small businesses to help you because there's a lot of different uh, things out there uh, because, it, again, it benefits your local community. Um, so structure-wise, when we're looking at, at the business that way, uh, having those things on the back end uh, are really, really helpful. And when you want to plan out, you're looking at, you know, not one year, you're looking two, three years down the line of where you want to be and how you want to set that up. But you have to put in that legwork ahead of time in order to do it. And once you do it, it's very easy to renew all that stuff. Not only do you get notice of, hey, it's a renewal, but it's all, most of the things are online, you know, pay with, pay with a credit card or something like that, and then push forward. Um, and then it, depending on, on how you're set up, uh, you may have to report income uh, every quarter or income once a year. And it just depends on how you have your LLC set up or your business set up in particular. Now, if you're looking at a nonprofit, there is uh, a number of different processes you have to go through as far as filing paperwork and record keeping and some of this other stuff. It's a, a little more, there's a little more to it as far as the business side of things for a nonprofit, but also again, totally doable. Uh, I work with an accountant personally uh, for, to do, a lot, do my taxes and make sure from business to personal that everything is separate. I have a business. My wife has her own business uh, in addition to our full-time jobs that we both work. And so I personally like working with uh, an, an accountant. I, I'm willing to pay that, again, tax write-off, um, in order to ensure that all of my taxes are set up because that's one of my other bigger things is making sure that all of those things are lined up. The last thing I ever want to do is to get in trouble with any of that stuff. And so... Um, it, you know, costs a little bit, but again, I think in the long term for a business expense, it's it's worth it uh, to make sure that everything is right and I feel comfortable. At the same time, that accountant's going to look at, at your accounts and they're going to say, hey, do you have a plan? Are you really thinking about how you're going to make money off of this venture in five years? Five, 10, 15, 20 years, how are you going to make money so that it's profitable? Uh, keeping costs uh, low, but there's going to be times where you're going to spend more than you're going to make. And you have to be able, willing to, to kind of weather that, you know, uh, that storm, if you will, but be strategic and smart about it. Um, and I've tried really hard to, to do those things. I've invested quite a bit on my own. Um, you know, I took it a step further and I did a trademark, uh, trademarking um, my, my company name, my logo, things like that to try to protect myself. That was an incurred expense. 
Uh, I didn't particularly want to pay the the fee, and I think I'm trying to remember now, but every time you file, uh, there's a fee for it, and I'll and I'll cover that in another. That's a good uh, podcast to to go another episode talking about trademarking, and if you're interested in that in that process. Um, but from business structurally, taking that time to set everything up um, uh, on that back end helps. Now, one of the things you can you can always do ahead of time. There's no need to wait on any of this. uh, Is buying the domain name. So once you figure out what your company name is going to be, go online before you buy it. Before you decide to put anything on paperwork, and figure out: Does anybody already own the domain name? Is it worth buying it? Do you need to change anything? Then start going through every single piece of social media and start claiming that if that whatever your name is claim it. And so what I started to do when I did Floorball Guru was I started creating pages through all the different social media and YouTube and anything else so that I had it uh, for myself. And there were times and there was quite a while where it had absolutely nothing on it uh, because the process for me was about two and a half, three months uh, of building the entire platform, doing all the blog posts and getting everything ready before I even started to post anything on social media or get it out. But I had everything in place so when it did launch, I was ready to go and go full bore. And since then, that's what I've done um, and, and been able to do that uh, rather quickly. Uh, and again, if I didn't have it, I'd just spent all this time doing paperwork and getting involved and filing and then realizing that someone else already owned or had control of you know, whatever, then that's going to really make my life more challenging in order to either need to, to, to rename, like close and rename my business, or I need to try to reach out to this person and maybe have to spend some money to, to take ownership of either the domain or try to get them to give me control of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Like, I mean, these are all the things that we want to be thinking about when we're looking at setting up our business, setting up our structure. It, as, as great as it is to have that idea and you want to you wanna get floorball out there uh, or whatever out there, take the time to ensure that you have control of those things because you're going to need all those different platforms to raise awareness, to grow, to interact, and to build what you're trying to do. Um, and in, the, in a very digital world right, that we're in right now, that stuff matters. And it's really key and it's really important to take that time again to set that self up. Set yourself up for success, if you will. Uh, and in the, it'll make your life a lot easier, save you a lot of heartache. Um, because, and I, and I hate saying it like this, and I've said this to a number of different people when I see what they're doing is, you know, I'll see a new um, uh, business out there. And a floorball thing that's going on, but the, somebody that hasn't uh, maybe... Uh, reached out they haven't done some of that legwork ahead of time well if I really wanted to make their life difficult and and be that person I would never do this I would start basically creating all these other things uh, to, to make their life difficult and basically shut them down think of it this way if you had um, you know you're, you're gonna build your business and it's gonna be uh, Nebraska floorball Nebraska floorball Association um, and you just start promoting on, on Facebook, hey, everybody, we're going to start the Nebraska Floorball Association. Things are going well. You've invested a lot of time and money in setting all this stuff up. 
and you've invested, you've, you've done all the paperwork to get everything together, and you've been pumping it on your personal page that, hey, we're going to do this. We're really excited. These are all the great things that are happening. And then somebody sees that, maybe a competitor or somebody who just wants to make your life difficult. And I really hope that there's not people out there. But it's sad that we have to be thinking in this, this framework. And I want you to be thinking in this framework that somebody's out there to, to beat you. Somebody's out there to take what you're trying to do um, because they maybe see the value in it and can accelerate the process maybe faster than you can. And so, um, you know, think of it this way. If I, if I went on, say, Nebraska Floorball Association, and I went into Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and, and bought NebraskaFloorballAssociation.com.org, whatever, um, and I had all of this stuff out there, so then when you went to create that business page, it, it wouldn't happen. And how difficult that would make your life just based on, on that fact. So um, to not drag on too long the, the process of what we're doing, uh, I definitely want to make sure that you're thinking about some of these structural things as you're going, um, thinking through the process, and building, building yourself so that you have a platform to be successful in the long term. I would love to see more and more people jumping up and doing uh, floorball programs and in fact, I'll even throw it out and I challenge more people out there to start businesses, to start podcasting, start blogging, start doing this and that. So we have that critical mass going forward. Um, and if you need more help, feel free to reach out to me. Um, you know, I'm not the end all to everything. I'm just trying to, to give my experience and things that I've been doing and things that I've seen and things I've learned from, uh, advice I've been given and trying to pass that along to hopefully help others get started and get growing. But if you're interested in more information about floorball, feel free to check out my website at www.floorballguru.com. And more importantly, keep floorballing.